2: Hey, I'm Joel (laughs) Cheeseman of the Chad and Cheese Podcast, and I'm joined by my partner in crime, Chad Sowash. Well, hello. Uh, Also joined by Jerry Crispin, Recruiting soothsayer Ooh. and sightseer, I threw that in there, and founder of Career Crossroads. Uh, Deb rinder <laughs> industry veteran and VP of recruitment branding goodness over at Shaker Recruitment Marketing and right. proud sponsor of the Chat and Cheese podcast. That's right. my
0: dad. Travel sponsor.
2: And last and least, Steven Rothberg, president and founder, college recruiter. Welcome everybody to the Chat and Cheese podcast, Thank you. HR's most okay. dangerous podcast, by the way. Well, let's dive right into it. Uh, We're going to talk about grad hiring on this episode. Uh, So I'm going to send this out to Deb. Deb, this one's for you. How are employers protecting their brands and talent pipelines by adapting their new grad hiring programs?
1: So we are seeing... I'm actually really excited to see this, um, that companies are very keyed into the fact that they know they need to do the right thing. They are, to Jerry's point in, in, in an earlier session, we were talking about how, you know, if you are making offers, you can't rescind. The majority of our clients are keeping the folks that they have made offers to. Um, in the internship program, same thing. And then they're just pivoting and they're making sure that they're able to provide, um, you know, meaningful content via online. I think that's the toughest thing that these clients have had to do is, you know, take whatever they typically train for and turn that into online curriculum. That's not simple to do. Mm -hmm. And, uh, not only that, but we all know that, you know, the whole zoom fatigue, it's a real thing trying to really pay attention every minute because, you know, people can see you. Um, You're, you're trying to look for the, the verbal and facial, all those cues that you, you don't get when you're not sitting across the table from someone, all that really taxes you um, as an individual. So I think, you know, they're trying to, to throw in some fun. And then they're also trying to make sure that in lieu of, you know, the water cooler talk and, being able to hang out with people that you would have worked um, with like right next to them. Um, They're trying to make sure that you get some semblance of that. And so they're doing the HR happy hours, but we're also seeing where um, there are executive sponsors who are spending, you know, an hour on, on a, you know, video chat uh, with new grads or with interns and, and having those conversations and keeping it a little lighthearted, um, making sure that it's a little more casual because they really want to try to humanize uh, the entire experience instead of feeling, you know, very robotic.
2: Chad, wasn't you that sent the link of companies hiring magicians and comedians to come <laughs> in on Zoom <laughs> Zoom calls? Yeah. Oh, that yeah, and, cool. and, and,
0: and and there's goat to meeting as well, where they actually bring live yeah. animals and <laughs> llamas, and yeah, I mean it's it's a it's a it's a thing. It's it's the whole entertainment section.
3: We, we've all seen each other's dogs and cats far more than we want to also. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dogs, to you can always see more dogs, cats, uh, not so much.
2: On a serious note, Chad, you and I interviewed uh, Chipotle uh, a few weeks ago, and they're making some really interesting inroads with mental health uh, benefits, as well as expanding health care, um, protecting workers, you know, serving food uh, much better, creating six, you know, six feet distances between customers. Um, so we're really seeing a lot of different variances of how companies are are reacting to make sure that internships and any employee yeah. um, feel safe. Are you guys seeing anything else from companies?
4: Like I think all over the map all over the the map the 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 thing that I try and do, which I can't do very well is is to um, put myself in the in the shoes of some of these kids who are graduating and and it's hard. It's been a while for, for actually everybody on this call and 50 years for me. So the, but, I, but I do happen to go back and talk to kids at college on a regular basis. And most of them are truly invested in this full-time job. They're invested from an ego point of view, invested maybe in a year or two years as an intern. They've gotten to know and build a relationship with kids who are also going to that company. Uh, Their parents are proud of them. You know, they finally are getting them out of the house, maybe. So there's this incredible kind of activity that's going on. And now we have covid And so the whole issue is I'm frightened. What does that mean for me? And I think we talked about the fact that communication now becomes really critical. The way in which we now are communicating with those students about what our thinking is, even before we make the decision Mm -hmm. as to whether or not we're going to rescind or not rescind, etc. So they get excited when we've decided not to rescind but maybe it's going to be a delay, a delay for two or three months, maybe a delay for even longer. Maybe there are reduced issues in terms of how I'm going to be onboarded and the kind of projects I'm gonna be involved in, and that might impact my pay. Um, Or maybe I can show that there's some benefits that I can give you while I'm delaying. Companies are coming up with more and more innovative ways. The key is that the company cares about doing this well,
2: mm-hmm.
4: more so than I've ever seen. I, re- you know, I remember the most recent 2008 uh, variation in which lots of companies were automatically rescinding their offers, and then suddenly the media was giving them such a hard time, they suddenly decided, well, maybe we don't rescind everything, or maybe we just delay, or maybe we do something else. So they were, they were playing catch-up because they made bad decisions too mm-hmm. quickly. Now they're making better decisions, but it takes time to make those decisions. And what they're doing when they're doing it really well is keeping the, the kids involved um, in, in the course of that time frame and, and the, the best of them are even engaging the parents of those kids as well.
2: One of, one of the ideas that's sort of gaining traction is this idea of hazard pay. Um, and I know we talked about internship pay in a, a previous episode, but it seems to me if you're an essential worker, and that's not just healthcare, but any, any, any job where you're in harm's way of this virus, sure. that at least companies, government, at least government's starting to talk about hazard pay and some companies are doing it. Is that something you see getting traction? Is it something that you're seeing in the marketplace? What are your general thoughts on hazard pay for internships?
4: I don't I don't see that happening too much for interns and or early hires. I see it much more in the hourly apprenticeship kind of thing. So if you're if you're a laundry worker in a hospital, um, I gotta tell you, I, I would be looking for some serious <laughs> hazard pay for that job. <laughs> And, and I'm aware of the fact that almost half of all the people who are offered that job don't show up. And, and a good portion of those who do show up leave on the first day yeah. um, because, because that's not going to, you know, you need that kind of hazard pay for those kinds of things. And, and the pay and the job and the future of somebody in that job is way different than that of an intern who can, or early hire, who proves himself or herself and and the experience that they have and the skills they're going to be able to develop and fine-tune in a crisis situation are probably going to serve them really well from a successful point of view mm-hmm. for the rest of their lives.
3: Yeah. One th- uh, one
2: go thing, ahead, Stephen.
3: Yeah. So one one thing that that these 21, 22-year-old grads are going through. Um, is that a lot of them feel like punching bags, that at some of their earliest memories were the the start, um, were this country going to war. Um, And, you know, that just sort of as they became aware that the world was more than just them and their mommy and daddy, um, we were already at war in Iraq and Afghanistan. So they've, they've never known a time where we weren't at war. Um, Another early memory for these 21, 22-year-olds is the 2008-2009 recession, where a lot of them saw their their parents or maybe older siblings, cousins, uncles, aunts lose their jobs, um, some of them becoming homeless or having to leave their homes, being foreclosed on. And now, 12 years later, 11 years later, you know, here we are again. And it sort of feels... To a lot of them, like they've lurched from one massive crisis to another. Um, I'm a Gen Xer. We didn't have any of this shit, you know. Bullshit. We, we, you know, we just didn't. <laughs> we, we had. What are you we talking had, about? We had some, but we we didn't have anything like the eight nine recession, AIDS, but drugs. Had, but that wasn't an existential threat facing all of society <laughs> and turning it upside down. In the course of weeks or months, it just it it just paled in comparison. Yeah, we had the Soviets, and we knew that we could be incinerated in a moment. But that was something that we lived with for our whole lives. Were it you in Canada
2: funny. at the time?
3: Is that what the problem <laughs> yeah, is? I think it's. I think that's the answer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and, 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 and it's true. I mean, that there, but you know, Canadians Canadians certainly would uh, would would understand that. If the the U.S. were to get nuked, then Canada's not that (laughs) far behind. But but this generation has gone from one massive crisis to another far more than the generations before it, millennials or or Gen Xers. And another thing that I think we need to keep in mind is that a typical 21, 22-year-old would rather be just about anywhere else than a spare bedroom in their parents' home. And when they are completing their senior year, have to leave school, probably go back to their parents' home, maybe complete their classes online, don't have a graduation, and then can't go to their job of choice in May or June, and maybe have that deferred. You know, like when I graduated, and some, if my employer had said, hey, we want to defer your start date by three months. I would have been doing cartwheels if I was physically ever capable of doing them. Um, that would have been great. Shit, yeah. I'll go travel for three months. I'll do this. I'll do that. Now, what are they going to do? Watch Netflix? I, I think that they're impatient to start. They want to get their, the rest of their life underway. They don't remember a time when they weren't in school, and now they're on the cusp of joining the real world. And I'll quote
2: the great Billy Joel who said, The world's been burning since the world's been turning. Deb, I got a question for you on the uh, the marketing side and branding side of the house. Are you seeing companies want to build a brand, a profile page, career site with, you know, masks and how we're protecting our employees and gloves? Steven, are you seeing profile pages? And if we're not, should we and when will we if we do?
1: Wow, that's a great question. So Um, We actually are getting requests from clients to go in and, um, you know, update their pages, LinkedIn profiles, Glassdoor profiles, help them build out, you know, quick turn microsites that are COVID related. So we just did one for Lowe's that launched, um, I think we did it in less than a week. No no pressure there at all. But uh, I I think what's been really cool to see is that, Um, these bigger clients, they really get that they need to address it in some, some fashion, like it doesn't have to be perfect, but you need to have the messaging out there. And I think too, the other thing is that I've loved the community spirit and the way that these companies have come together, where if you are a company that's furloughing and laying off, like one of our clients is Hilton and, you know, they laid off thousands and thousands of people. And I thought it was so cool that they partnered immediately, um, you know, with some of the essential employers that are out there. They're, they're partnered up with CVS, for example, and um, also Lowe's. And, and I think just the fact that these companies are willing to work together, I, I don't know. I, to me, that, that smells of change. Well, and that, that makes I mean, me happy. That's
0: actually I mean, a pretty enough. big deal. We should have. We, I, I agree. It is a big deal, and we talked about it on the show. Hilton and what CVS actually did—the whole experience for somebody obviously losing their job in a crisis—and most of these individuals, that—that's a need income, right? And they're going to remember that Hilton helped them out, but they're also going to remember that CVS welcomed them with open arms. You go to that landing page and there's a, there's a letter from, you know, Jeff Lackey saying, welcome. You know, uh, we, we, we need people like you to be able to operate. Why has it taken us to be in a crisis to be able to work like this? Because AT&T can't hire all the people that are, that are actually going into their applicant tracking system. They go into a black hole or wherever they go. Why couldn't they work with Verizon to be able to ensure that these, these people are getting placed? I, I understand talent and top talent, but holy hell, you have all this overflow of people. We have to wait till we're in a crisis before we can work with other co- companies? I don't and understand. Would it stick?
2: And would that stick? Because my yeah. guess is once things go back to fair normalcy that we go back to being the American way and sticking it to the competition.
3: Well, it's, I think it's one thing for Hilton to refer its employees to CVS. First of all, over the top awesome for both yes. organizations doing the right thing for their organizations, doing the right thing for their people. Chad, you said that you know those, those employees will always remember that. They will all re- always remember that, plus the 200 people that they know well, each of those. Okay. I mean, that story of how Hilton took care of me and how CVS welcomed me with open arms, that is going to be retold over and over and over again that's going to be thanksgiving dinner conversation for years and i mean whoever it was that came up with that idea uh, you know they should have a monument to, to to that person it's just but to say that verizon should partner with at&t a direct competitor that seems a step too far to me first of okay, all so so and let's if the say canadian that, says that it's there were examples <laughs> of this years ago by don't, the way don't forget ever- i moved to the u.s <laughs> I, was, I was you <laughs> know so you know uh but but if, if you're you know if the candidate applied to at&t and for whatever reason was was rejected they're going to have a scarlet letter on them when they go over to Verizon. Verizon's going to be like, "Oh, well, this they're not good enough to work for AT&T. Are they good enough why why would we want to hire them?" And that's probably not fair, but I think it's it's just going to be part of human nature that we don't want the secondhand goods. I think it's really different where if you were a guest services manager and now you're going to be going over to a CVS and you're going to be the the store manager, they're not competing. They're very complementary. Well, there's also one is furloughing and wants them
4: back. Yeah, and yeah. CBS Correct. is surge hiring, yeah. and will not need them beyond the thirds. So, so mm-hmm. Lackey is happy to tell you know Sarah that I, I will walk them back. When when the duration is up, and in those kinds of deals, and those those two really made the best deal in part mm-hmm. because Lackey was able to break down a lot of stuff in between. But the fact is, Hilton has nearly fifty partners that they go direct with now, mm-hmm. and CVS has seventy partners. So the 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 you know the reality is there's a lot of job boards that aren't making any money because they're not there's no in between here, Can right. You? Oh, there's a lot, Jerry. There's a lot Trust of interesting me. stuff in between that isn't in between. Yeah.
3: Right, yeah, it's, right. It's They'd funny up. that you say that, Jerry, because, because we talked to some of the companies that were surge hiring before some of this stuff became public. And the answer was sort of vaguely, we're not going to need help. And it's like, what are you smoking? You just announced <laughs> that you need to hire 50,000 people yesterday and you don't need help it's like okay you don't need help from us fair enough you've got another good source turns out they did they had you know a, a hotel partner a restaurant chain or, or whatever um, and, and they so had,
4: they that, had each of these heads of TA yeah. They've been around for 20 plus years and fundam- and fundamentally they know each other at this point and so when when somebody suddenly realizes that in 3 or 4 days i've got to i've got to let go how many people 50,000 yeah. 100,000 whatever holy crap i need a whole different paradigm for how i'm going to operate you know yeah. what they do they call they call people who are like them
1: well they this call, framework you know,
4: marriott talks to hilton talks to Whatever. And right. that, that's how that gets passed on. And that's how it happened
0: this time. Anyway. Well, and this framework doesn't just have, have to happen in crisis because this ebb and flows happens. happens all the time, right? Not to that level. but it Not does to this happen. level, but it still happens. And whether it's trickling uh, from here to there or not, it, it's, it's a much better experience for any buddy who's, who's being, you know, furloughed or they've got a downsize or whatever it is for that brand and then being reintroduced to, to another brand. Because we also have to remember that these individuals and their, their 200 closest friends, um, buy stuff, right? right? And are they going to go to Walgreens? Are they going to go to CVS? Are they going to go to Hilton? Are they going to go to, you know, the, the next competitor? That's incredibly important for any of those brands.
4: which is why I absolutely believe that the job board model has to has to elevate itself in being able to offer more than simply uh, the transaction but also the something more about the relationship movement. And I don't know what that is. I think that's up to up to them to figure out, but it's going to have to take a new turn. I think there will be a pivot in some of the technology tools out there because they recognize that we've got to do more than simply have a job that somebody can, that a hundred thousand people can apply to. And one person gets, It's not going to be sufficient in the future.
3: It was, it was- to be so lucky to get a hundred thousand people to apply. <laughs> it, right. you know, not maybe, maybe, maybe today, 100. but, um, but you know, the, the, the new gr- the, the communication, the marketing for an organization like a Hilton that did such a fantastic job in taking care of its people, when they go on campus next fall or recruit virtually or whatever it is that they're going to do to try to reach those seniors, they're going to have a compelling story to tell. Oh, yeah. Right? A lot of employers will say, we take care of our people in good times and in bad. Yep. Hilton will actually be able to prove it. They'll have a video,
0: a full virtual uh, experience <laughs> by that
2: point. You, you almost said virtual reality. Right okay. I, I was Yeah, yeah I, I was, was trying to pull stuff. back so you wouldn't get too excited. Deb, Deb, last one from me. We know that our brand is a lot of the times outside of what we say our brand is. And I'm imagining that uh, Glassdoor and Indeed Reviews and whatnot are lighting up, so to speak, of companies that are doing poorly with coronavirus and taking care of, of their employees and things like that. I know you guys track that to some degree. Are you seeing that? And what advice would you give a company who's maybe seeing a spike in negative reviews uh, because of how they're uh, handling the, the COVID-19 crisis?
1: Yeah, we're definitely watching it closely and monitoring it. And, you know, it just it just depends on industry and, you know, I would say it, it does depend on the, the type of role, but we're seeing it from experienced tires too where when they're furloughed or laid off they they're ranting on glass door. And I think in defense of some of these companies, um, it wouldn't matter how they delivered you know the, the message if you're going to a 17 year um, you know vet in your company and you're saying, hey, you know today's your last day, pack up your box and go, it, do, it doesn't matter how delicately um, you give that message. They're still going to be upset. And and they are, they are going to go to Glassdoor and, and these pages and they are going to, you know, leave a review and um, it stings. I think the best thing that we can do um, as employers and what we have been telling our clients to do is, you know, make sure that you are doing the best job that you can make sure that you are really digging for every type of alternative before you cut the cord with somebody, but then also spend some time on figuring out, you know, how do we kind of balance out um, that negative with some positive. And so it's digging out some of those really positive stories and some of the things that they're doing that would, would resonate and, you know, carry over and carry them through, I guess.
0: Well, I'd like to thank, Jerry, Thank Deb, you Jerry. Thank you, Deb, and Stephen for Man. joining us. Again, We this is our Protecting Your Brand series. Uh, you can find it on chadcheese.com. Uh, Shaker will have it. Jerry will be passing it out uh, at the MCL. And Stephen Rothberg, you know. Spam. the spam
2: machine. <laughs> Stephen Rothberg. You
0: know it's going to be on collegerecruiter.com. Thanks so much, guys. We really appreciate you, you spending time with us. And on that, we out. We out. Cool. This has been the Chad and Cheese Podcast. Subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss a single show. And be sure to check out our sponsors because they make it all possible. For more, visit chadcheese.com. Oh, yeah. You're welcome.